You have reached the Geek Elite. Good luck. Hey, Mitch! On tonight's episode of Hey Mitch, we have the team behind a Kickstarter project called Legendary Forces, which I found while surfing through Kickstarter. Uh, It sounds amazing, but I will let them explain to you what it is about. If I can get everybody to introduce themselves, that'd be great. I'll start off. Uh, My name is Jaco Nicholson. I am the CEO, executive producer of JSC Digital Collections. I founded the company. Uh, and my name is uh, Leo Barron. Uh, I am a executive director and director for projects. Um, and I came on board about a year and a half, two years ago. And I, my name is Benjamin Jones. Um, I'm just in the production and I'm, I guess I'm a PA now. I am Ashley Morgan Hutchison. I well with Jaw since the very beginning. Um, I am directing Legendary Forces, and I have also, I'm acting in it as well. Um, I also help write and kind of help develop, do a lot of character development, do a lot of uh, design work, things like that. Uh, My name is Will Hutchison. I am the assistant director, and I will also have a part in the play, and I've been a movie, sorry. I'm used to theater. Um, We're theater people over here. Yeah. Um, but I have also helped Jar write a few mm-hmm. things. Yeah. Basically, you're looking at all of us are behind the scenes and in front of the camera because we're all starring in Legendary Forces as well. Right. I mean, that's that's the way that you have to do it, right? You have to, you have to be gridiron in front and behind uh the camera so that's that's amazing i am so glad to have all of you on to talk about this project i just want to read the tagline that really caught my eye was an action-packed feature film that includes six college students inhabiting abilities and going on an adventure to save everyone so for your first production out of the gate uh why why such a a big a big swing honestly I have been working on this. I'm, I'm just, you're familiar with the last Power Rangers movie, correct? Sure. <laughs> I'm not. I, so. I'm sorry. I haven't. I haven't. I don't believe I've kept up with my Power Rangers uh, in a while. I think Turbo was the last movie I saw. Okay. Well, my inspiration came from there. I've been working on this project since. Well, writing it since 2017. That's when I first started. Honestly, Legendary Forces wasn't supposed to be the first ideal project. But by default, it became the first project. And the reason why I didn't have a problem pushing it is because I have total faith in the work and my team that we can deliver a great project like this. And trust me, everyone 
all aboard is like so excited and thrilled to be a part of this. Like they, every call we are on is nothing but excitement when we do our rehearsals. That's, 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 that's amazing. Uh, Ashley, what can you tell me more about this story and what is legendary forces? So legendary forces is the story of six college students who are pretty much at a frat party. They're all just kind of hanging out. They've, some of them know each other prior to college. There's a couple uh, that have been together since high school. Um, and then the rest of them kind of met in college. They're all at different points in college, but they've all met different classes, things like that. Um, and they get, they kind of stumble upon these like ancient ruins pretty much. And they're, they, when they first find them, they're all drunk. So they're like, what the heck is going on? Right. And they're just like, <laughs> what in the world is this? And right. they, um, they meet this man whose name is Alistair. He's played by Leo, who is from very long time ago. And the whole premise of this movie, the concept is that, that a long time ago, there were, there were evil six guys that really had the desire to gain power. And they, you, they had abilities and they created these stones to enhance the abilities that they had. And they used them to try to take over the world. Well, when they created their stones and their abilities, there was the opposite of those was created to fight them. Uh, the good was, they were created to fight them. And so it has cycled through throughout history at different points where they have come back up and these stones, the six good stones kind of find different hosts at different points in history. And so at this point, these stones have come to these six friends and now it's their responsibility to take on these powers, learn how to harness them, learn how to use them correctly and then fight these evil forces. Ben plays one of the evil forces. He plays a character named Tagorum and the evil forces have been around as long as Alistair has. And Alistair has a twin brother whose name is Ahmed, who's also played by Leo, who pretty much kind of coaches the evil forces. They've never won, obviously. So the evil forces kind of just get the butts whooped every couple <laughs> hundred years and then get sent back to the, you know, to go underground and are stuck having to figure it out. But it's the story of these six friends kind of coming into their themselves. So it's like a coming of age kind of story, but from a supernatural perspective. So there's like a, that double, the two sides to that coin and being able to see them develop into, into adults, but also have these powers and what that layer, how that layers on there and what that, how that affects the way they are. Okay. Uh, Leo, as, as sounds like you're going to be playing two roles here. Uh, yes. What what is it that you had to do to to get in that mindset of of both sides, or what is well, it you're doing to get into that mindset of both sides? Yes, I'm, I'm still doing. Okay. Um, <laughs> um, I, I I really I really need to let my bad out. Um, uh, still working with developing the evil side of myself uh, to the point to where there is a very distinct divide between the two brothers. Um, the good side is it's not incredibly easy, uh, but it does seem to be a little easier for me. Kind of like he's Alistair is kind of like all knowing he, he he's here. 
to help the six uh, achieve what needs to be done. Um, he's not he's not overbearing. He's very even keeled type of character. Um, you you never see him pendulum swing when it comes to emotion. He's just a rock solid type character. He's On the other hand, given a lot of a flack for my character. So <laughs> right. my character yes. gives him a whole lot of crap and he's very just, he's steady. He's definitely steady. The steady of that group. He, and he's, he's the glue that kind of holds them all together when they all want to fall apart. And uh, my evil side sen- tends to, you know, fly off the handle from time to time. Uh, gets a little over anxious at times and pulls the, pulls the trigger at the wrong time. And uh, so, uh, just trying to keep them separated in my head is a definite challenge. <laughs> okay, that, that's fair, and and you know, uh, it, it it takes uh, quite a talent to pay to play both sides of the coin. So, more power I to you, so. Ben. Uh, you know, it, playing playing a villain is it is it something that you've always looked forward to? You know, after doing the practice, I think it's. I wouldn't have thought so, but I think it's something I have wanted to do deep down. Yeah, man, it's, it's a lot of fun. Um, He's so good at it, too. Yeah. He you amazing. know, maybe I had it inside me all this time. Who knows? <laughs> <laughs> what, what is, I mean, uh, Ash, Ashley and, and Will said that they had theater uh, backgrounds. What is everybody else's production background or, you know, film background? Um, me, I have done extra work. I've been in Neighbors 2 as an extra in this fight. Um, I actually started off my first acting experiences was doing um, dramatizations for the ID channel. So I was in two shows on the ID channel as well. And actually, in 2019, I was in my first um, independent film, feature film. What was that? Um, it's called The Ominous Project 2, where I actually won Best Supporting Actor in a Film Festival, and we won Best Cast Ensemble as well. That's incredible. Very cool. Mm-hmm. Is it, is it, is it, I mean, has acting always been your thing, or is, is, is all creating just been what you're about? I'm all creating because I, um, truth be told, it started off music being my passion, but acting worked, the way it, worked this way up there. So, I, like, music and acting go hand in hand for me. Very cool. Uh, I guess I'll go next. Um, uh, I started my adventure as a musician way back when. Uh, I'm sure uh, probably before most of you were born. Um, (laughs) um, It led to, in high school, um, I was in theater, technical theater. So I was the lighting guy and, you know, stage pyro, all that type of stuff. Um, and continued on with a music career for a while. Uh, I stayed active in music for a good 23 or 24 years before I kind of just walked away from it back in 91. Um, I am currently a um, professional pyrotechnician. Um, I am slowly getting back into music as well, but my... um, TV and film actually started a couple years ago, um, and I have been very busy with that. Um, many pages of of credits for 
uh, background, uh, stand-in work. I do a lot of stand-in work for actors. I do precision driving on sets. Uh, so, yeah, my, my list for that over the past two years has become quite extensive. So, Precision driving, that's something that's always fascinated me. So I'd, I'd love to <laughs> talk to you more about that sometime. Uh, ben, did you have uh, a background in, in performance you know, also? Not really. I It's always been something that's in, been in the back of my mind to do. And I just really, I wasn't a theater kid in high school. I never, you know, just took the plunge. And I guess finally I just decided to do it. And I was lucky enough for the, that uh, these guys found me. So, yeah, that's where I'm at right now. Anyway. And Ashley and Will, what, what, what kind of theater productions are we talking about? Because I also come from a theater background, <laughs> so to speak. <laughs> um, I have a classical conservatory degree from the National Conservatory of Dramatic Arts in Washington, D.C. So very have- impressive. I have a, um, I went to school thinking I was going to be an actor, <laughs> a period. That's what I was going to do. Um, ended up in Georgia, which is how I met Ja. Uh, I met Ja on, I met Ja and my husband on, um, I met my, I met Ja on the film, The Ominous Project. Uh, that's how we met, um, and then I was the artistic director of a youth theater in a small town in Georgia for three years. Um, so I have directed, I did, my directorial debut was a steampunk and bohemian version of Shakespeare's The Tempest. Wow. Uh, I've directed um, Female Odd Couple. I've directed um, a junior version of Beauty and the Beast. I did a post-apocalyptic version of Orestes, which is a Greek tragedy. Um, and then I directed and starred in a musical theater montage of like contemporary musical theater pieces, which is where I met my husband. Um, I sing, act, kind of do all of it. I taught theater classes for little kids before COVID and everything happened. (laughs) Um, and so I've done, I've done the gamut. I've designed, I've done set design, you know, costumes, hair, Assistance directing, stage managing, directing, acting, you name it, in the theater realm. Minus climbing up and hanging lights myself. I've pretty much done it all. <laughs> yeah. And also, I forgot to mention, when, like, my first day, I actually have a little theater background. I was in the, my, I was in drama club in school. So that's why I actually first started act like, my first theater back, theater thing. And it was Grease the Musical. Oh, which yeah. role were you? Uh, are you familiar with Teen Angel? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that was me. And I also was Johnny Casino at the um, prom. So, oh. yeah. Very cool. So I was, so I met my wife in high school. Um, we did, like she said, the musical theater montage. I was the assistant director, uh, co-producer for that. And then um, before that, I was in community theater um, in my small little podunk Georgia town. Um, And then I did theater all throughout high school as it aligned with my uh, sports schedule. So I was well-versed. If you're asking for performance credits... Nope. um, 
I could give you those if you want those. <laughs> I mean, I mean if you want to give them out, that's fine. I, just, I wasn't specific in anything, any per credits. I just wanted to uh, get everybody's uh, well, I'll tell you this. My favorite show that I ever was in, I played Sally in a unofficial parody of the Peanuts crew. It's called Dog Sees God. Okay. Uh, which was probably my favorite show that I've ever been in. It was definitely interesting. <laughs> that was, yeah, that was fun. So in writing the story of Legendary Heroes, what it, how is it that uh, you found yourself having to develop these characters in, in a way that is making them unique to themselves? Is that me? Uh, whoever's writing. I, I believe it's both of you, right? Is that you? Is that me? Who is that? Um, <laughs> I, I, I'll take it. We'll, 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 we'll feed off each other. All right, go ahead. I'm like, I can um, answer this, but I don't want to take your thunder. <laughs> with with doing this, um, with coming up with these characters, I had to I, I took it took a thought process of how I wanted each character to be. Um and the crazy thing is they're not one dimensional. They are three dimensional characters. They you know I can they're not just you're not gonna see them just as one look one emotion all the time. they they have different sides to them. Um, and you'll see that throughout the film. Um, but coming up with each character, it was, you know, I wanted to do something different, not have the same old, same old as they as they put in these type of movies like Heroes, Power Rangers. They always have a certain, how can I put this? They always have a certain look to them or a certain background to their character. With these characters, it's like you know, they're normal, but you know they have their, they have their own problems. They're in sororities, they're in fraternities, they have backstories, they have life events that's happening all at one time that they don't even know about. So it's a lot that you wouldn't wouldn't expect in a regular heroes movie. Okay, Ash, I'll let you continue. I mean, that's pretty much it. I think. If you're, if you're at, when you ask us about like actually helping them develop, I will chime in at that point. Cause I'm, that's kind of where my specialty is. Oh, so, I mean, then what was it, what was your biggest hurdle in developing these characters? I think the hardest, the challenge that we had in rehearsals so far was making sure that our evil six understood that they have a backstory too. Because the there's a lot of circumstance given to the to the good six. In the script, the way that it's written, it's focused on them. You know, so a lot of their backstory is a little more obvious. But if you look at like the Maleficent movies, right? You for me at least, she became interesting to me when you started really digging making her look like more than just a villain, right? So for me, as a director coming into this specific project, it was, okay, how do we make sure these actors understand that you need to be more than just a bad guy? Like, you need, we, need, we need to understand how the six of you guys operate. How does, how does Tagorum feel about Ugata? How does Ugata feel about Grutel? How does Grutel feel about Saigos? You know, there's all these different characters and understanding their dynamic and what what has made them work and what, ha- what their weaknesses have been over the last thousands of years, thousands of years. 
you know, having that and understanding, yeah, they've been with each other. They keep resurfacing the same six of them over and over again. They say, well, five of them, because one of them doesn't return. The six, six of them, they resurface, you know, and how does that, how do their different personalities mesh? Who clashes heads with who and why? And where does that come from? And what does that look like in your dynamic? And there's some scenes where you kind of get to see that and it, it makes them a little more human and it makes the goal is was for me was to make the villains as relatable as the heroes, because then it makes you go, well, I understand them a little bit and then they become human. And when they become human, it makes the story more interesting. That makes sense. No, makes complete sense. Yes. I mean, we, we love our flawed heroes, our flawed heroes and our uh, sympathetic villains. So, uh, definitely love the, love the love the picture you're painting so far, uh, Ben. What are you drawing from when you're out there acting and, and portraying your character? I think just like my baser instincts, um, like <laughs> <laughs> you know, like just not not trying to you know come across any sort of way. Just just let the 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 the, the malice inside of me seep out. I guess. <laughs> and you know and you know a lot of it's just a lot of you know the geekier stuff i've seen just trying to emulate you know the, the evil performances i've identified with and, and enjoyed just stuff like that very cool leo what are you most excited for people to see when uh this comes out i am looking forward to as ashley had said presenting very well-rounded and um, characters on both sides of the gamut that most people can identify with or or will learn. Uh, I'm sure there'll be plenty of folks that are just going to love some of the evil characters just because of their personalities. Oh, yeah. Um, that's what I'm, I'm looking forward to. Uh, if we nail this correctly, this will be just such a dynamic, dynamic cast. Okay. And, uh, Jacquel, when we get, without spoiling anything, because we want people to watch it, what's that scene that you have in your head that you know everybody's just going to have a jaw drop? The end of it. That's all I'm going to say. Okay. The end. end. Okay, I'm going to say this. I'm not going to give anything away, but the ending is going to be something that's not going to be predicted. You're not going to be able to predict this ending at all. Very cool. Very cool. So I, I think we have to talk about it, but in this, you know, time right now, we are in the middle of COVID and, and pandemic and quarantine and lockdown. Like, how has that been for everybody production wise? Uh, rehearsals or, uh, you know, putting things together, writing, working together? Well, uh, rehearsals have been all Zoom oriented. Mm-hmm. So um, we, we uh, meet uh, a couple times a week. For rehearsals, we have production meetings by way of conferencing. Um, we probably will not physically meet until just before we're getting ready to shoot. So we might be able to work out some blocking right at the end and everything before we can start getting on locations. But so far, the um, the conferencing has worked very well. How, how has rehearsals over Zoom worked out? I mean... 
I, I, I can understand that you're, you're doing the, the best you can, but I, I, as a person who's also been on stage, uh, I imagine it's gotta be difficult. And for a person who's been on camera, uh, it's gotta be difficult. Oh, it is, it is difficult, uh, to a point because you don't have that physical reaction with the other cast members. You cannot, you, you can't physically react off of someone, um, like you can in person, but we're working on that. Go ahead, Ashley. There's definitely good and bad to it because so this is a film. It's not a live theater piece. So there's the benefit of it being on camera is that I can look at, you know, say Ben's facial reactions in the scene and I can see what it's going to look like on camera if we close, if we're close up on him because he's right there on camera. And so there's a benefit in that regard because you're able to kind of go, okay, that, that reads what, or if it doesn't read, what are you, what are you doing in this moment and why? Because whatever you're doing on camera is not reading, you know, And so there's that aspect of it as well that actually is beneficial to us as a production team to be able to go, okay, that worked, that didn't, we got to fix this, we got to tweak this, we got to work on this. One of the biggest things probably that's hard, there's a few moments in the script where people talk over each other and timing that out on Zoom is impossible. Mm -hmm. Just 100% impossible. And what you, the timing you would need to make it sound right on Zoom is not the same as you're going to need to sound right on camera when we're in person. So there's a lot of, hey, we're not going to focus on this right now. Put a pin in this, and we're going to deal with this when we're together. We're going to deal with it at a different time. And just as a creative team knowing, okay, that's something in our memory, in our, in our brain that has to get dealt with before we do it for, for real. Um, those are That's kind of the – but I also think um, mentally for everyone – a lot of us have not gotten to work much over the last year at all. And so, um, and those of us that have, have done probably a lot of background things, things like that, that's, that's kicked back up. So I think for everyone I could speak and say that it's been refreshing to be able to be on Zoom and have these rehearsals and kind of get back in the creative world and get something to do stuff. Would you agree? Oh, yeah, definitely. definitely. Oh, yes. Yes. Yeah, uh, the scope of the movie and uh, world that you seem to be describing seems quite large. So I assume it's not just uh, limited to just a one film. You would be correct. <laughs> uh, we have a plan to potentially do a series as well as a, um, a couple of movies. Um, we're looking at maybe spinning off and doing some character specific series as well as continuing the saga with movies as well. Um, something that we're still playing with exactly what it's going to look like. Yeah. It's definitely in the works. We've, it's been something we've talked about in production meetings after we get through this one. With, <laughs> yeah. Right. You got to right. get through the first door first. Yeah. I understand that. One at a time. <laughs> yes. <laughs> but the, the way you're speaking about it, Ashley, is there one particular character that you're loving more than others? I think for me as a female being the only girl on this whole crew right now, <laughs> I would love to see a spinoff of Yugata. And that's because Yugata is the leader of the evil forces. And so Ja was really, really awesome in writing this bad, 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 bad female character who is just like, 
she is a force to be reckoned with. And I would be really interesting to get like a following of her backstory of where she's come from to get to this point and kind of what's happened to create her. Um, she would be one that I would be really curious to see what that would look like. And that's something that I'm hoping we will explore eventually. And you want to know why I chose to make the, um, the leader of the evil forces female Um, is because in most villainous type of ways, they always make the, the guys to be the head honcho in charge. I want it to be a different feel all the way around with this movie. I want it, you know, a female, I already knew, I wanted a female villain to be the leader. And, you know, and with the, and truth be told, with the good forces, it's a definitely a different barrier that she was, like I said, it's going to be different than any, any other superhero or sci-fi movie you've ever seen. It's just, it's going to give you that different feel. Uh-huh. All the way around. Is there a character other than the one that you were uh, you're portraying that you uh, identify with the most? Besides the one I'm playing, yeah. The one I can relate to the most, besides my character I'm playing, um, I would have to say would be Taylor. What can you tell me about Taylor? Taylor is Brianna's boyfriend. Taylor, he's he's that boyfriend that um kind of can I ain't gonna say is he's a little like not annoying, but he he but he does sweet things, but his approach is a little not right sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, but he's a little softy at heart. Like he's soft hearted. He follows everything. Like his girlfriend says, he's just like he's gonna be there for her. So, but he's just like you know, if she agrees on something, he's agreeing with her. He's not going against her. <laughs> so. As I said, I found this uh, project on Kickstarter. What can you tell me about the kick- Kickstarter process so far? Well, uh, as as most folks know, Kickstarter is basically a crowdfunding platform um, that revolves around creation, uh, uh, creativity, uh, whether it be a project like ours, music, crafts, anything like that. Um, we set up the, uh, the Kickstarter to basically help defer some of our costs for like location shooting, uh, things like that. So, um, we we set the overall dollar amount fairly low enough to take care of what we need but we as as with most projects we also have um there's different levels of support that you can give us um one of the uh the, the first ones if if you make a pledge uh, for a donation um, there's one that if you don't want an award or reward of any kind, that, that is fine. Uh, pledge what you wish, a dollar, $2, $20, whatever. Uh, and then we have different tiers you can do. Um, like one of our tiers is if you donate $20, you'll have digital access to the feature film. Comes with that platform. If you do like 25 or more, then you'll get access also uh, on behind the scenes footage. 
So there's little little gifts and everything that goes up with the more you donate, the more you get. Uh, our hundred dollar level basically gives you like a VIP access so that you, you get your names in the credits. Um, you can get everything in the last two packages with this, and then you'll be able to get a first look uh, of the finished product uh, before it gets released in whichever format we get it released in first. Um, and you'll be able to attend with us uh, any film uh, festival screenings, etc. cetera. Um, and they just keep going up more and more and more. Uh, we've got a $300 donation level, uh, which gives you all the previous. Uh, and then we'll also, a special gift will be sent to you from JSN Digital Productions. The big, big one, um, if you do $500 or more at that tier, you get all everything from previous packages along with you get to join us on set for X amount of hours during filming and see our process in person. Does that include a walk-on role? Uh, <laughs> we haven't discussed that yet, but... Um, could be. Could be. I mean, Depends. we can talk about it. How much you're giving? Right. <laughs> right. Right. <laughs> That's I mean, for real. We can give you a little spot. You can say something right quick and slide on off. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, sorry that that take wasn't so good. We 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 had to cut it. Not sure. <laughs> no. <laughs> Done. Found it. Done. Uh, what what kind of research went into uh, those type of uh, rewards for those for those different levels? Did you did you take a look at other Kickstarters or did you? Just felt like this was this was right. This is what we, what what be, what would be deserved. Well, there yeah, um, there are a lot of other Kickstarter uh, projects that have s- kind of similar rewards to them, but we tried to personalize it as much as possible. Very cool. Uh, is there any one particular part of the Kickstarter process that you didn't care for yet? I don't have anything on that one. No, um, not really. Um, it's been out for just a little while and um, actually we're really not doing in- incredibly bad. Um, we're doing pretty, uh, uh, what I would consider average for donations at the moment. So um, I don't know, Jada, you, you have anything? No, like I said, we, we, um, we've been doing ca- kind of good right now. Um, you know, right now we're sitting at $500 of the funds that we need. So, mm-hmm. I mean, that's amazing in itself. Being the times that we're in, that someone would, be, and that comes with one of the rewards. Like he said, that's the, you know, you get to be with us on set for X amount of time and you get everything that's in the previous packages along with, um, you know, being with us at pretty much every film festival that we could, that we get invited to. So it's a, it, I assume you're doing that, you're all in Atlanta right now, right? Mm-hmm. No. 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 Oh, yeah. Not all of it. Yeah, I'm Not in all Atlanta. Okay. I'm in Florida. Florida. Okay. Well, you're going to be try you're going to try and get to uh the, the Dragon Con when that opens back up. Put that uh put the put it in the film festival there. That would be cool. Yeah. That would be nice. Mm-hmm. <laughs> 
Uh, okay, so this is the part where I, I'd love to to get to know more about all of you uh, on on individual levels. But uh, what is it that you love to geek out about? So, Jacquel, let's go with you first. What what what's that thing? What's the when you have free time? And we all know it's it's very fleeting <laughs> when you're creating. When you have free time, what is it that you love to to geek out about? It's hard because crazy thing is my geek out is work. I being creative is my geek out. Like music. Anything that involves lets me because I also dance as well. I have just really besides having my business, I have my own nonprofit dance fraternity that I've got that I've just gotten incorporated in Georgia, and I'm working on once I can get these projects a little bit more smoothly and on their way. I'm going to start um, recruiting for that. So, but I'm but yeah, that's my geek out. <laughs> I mean, that's very awesome nonprofit dance. That's I. That's incredible. Uh, Leo? Um, well, not as much of geeking out anymore with anime like I did for the past 15 plus years. But um, I am um, I'm a pretty severe motorhead, um, a gearhead. I, I race. Um, I do um, SCCA uh, autocross with my big boat of a car, my challenger. Um, and just enjoy doing, doing that. Enjoy being on the track. I love the speed. Uh, just it's thrilling getting out there, slinging that thing around the track. <laughs> okay. Uh, Ben. Oh man. Um, really like, like growing up, it was probably sports, and now, but more recently, it's just like any story, um, you know, like stories and video games, you know, anime, manga, movies. Um, yeah, just just all the many ways there is to tell a story these days. It's just it fascinates me. And um, so like like stuff right now, like I'm into Attack on Titan um that is crazy to me like that's <laughs> like that's probably my favorite day of the week when they release new episodes of that um you know the marvel stuff of course mandalorian star wars you know just just yeah all the ways they're doing that these days it's just you know i just want to see how they just keep iterating on the process and how they keep telling these great stories moving forward and ashley musical theater yeah Hands down. Like what's, I, <laughs> what's the what's what's that num- number one uh, uh, song or performance? I don't know. It's probably it's a toss up. There's a few really good, more recent shows, um, but like song wise, it's probably um, the track from "Come From Away." Okay. Um, it's a musical that was written about. Um, so when 9-11 happened, all the planes that were in U.S. airspace or heading into U.S. airspace had to find a place to land. And there's a town in Canada, in Newfoundland, called Gander. And they all landed in this little teeny town. And this town took care of these people for a week. And the town went from, like, you know, under 10,000 to, like, 50,000 people in a matter of, like, 24 hours. And um, it's just a story of – it talks about – it's all these different perspectives about what that week after 9-11 was like. And it's really simplistically set-wise done. And really, the music is really cool because it's got this flair of kind of the 
way it would sound from that area of the country. So it's got this kind of interesting little like folky kind of style to it. It's really neat. It's a cool show. And I've really listened to that one. It drives him crazy. I <laughs> jam. It drives me crazy because she listens to it nonstop. <laughs> yep. Well, that's that you're next. What what's your geek out? I really geek out about writing. Um, I've written a couple of books. They're not published. Um, I just haven't gotten around to that, and I don't think they're ready, but no writer ever thinks they're working ready. Um, and then I've been writing screenplays from the books as of late. Um, and actually, Ashley and I started something a while ago that we hope to finish since. So when you're when you're sitting down to write, like do you need do you need white noise? Do you need a completely silent room? Do you need to be out in the public? Uh, what's your process with that? Uh, my process, I sit down on like the couch around Ashley, and we just play country music, and I write like that. Do you feel different artists give you a different uh, different uh, mindset? Definitely, definitely. Um, more the old country artists give me the, you know, heartbreak element. And then uh, the new fashion ones give me the good ideas for, like, romances and stuff like that. What about you, Ashley? Is it the same process? For writing? Yes. Um, it depends on what I'm writing and what story I'm writing. Um if I'm writing something more like autobiographical or biographical, it tends to be usually country music because that's kind of what's spoken to me a lot in my life. Um, if I'm writing about things that are not really about me, ironically, it's a lot of like Hamilton <laughs> <laughs> and musicals and stuff because they just kind of, they keep me in like a good headspace and I can kind of just bop along and off I go. Um, it just kind of depends on what we're writing. And if we're writing, like, collaborate, collaboratively writing, and we're, like, on Zoom or whatever, um, it could even be, like, a binge-watch show. It's something that I've watched before that I could put on in the background just so that there's something. Um, I have ADD, and so my brain needs something to, like, focus what would become scatterbrain on so that I can actually get the work that I'm trying to get done done. Okay. Very, very, very cool. What, uh, Jacquel? What, what about you as a performer? Uh, how, how is it that you come up with a new dance routine, new dance piece, when or a music piece that you know you're going to be debuting in front of other people? Um, my process, because being that I write my own music as well, so um, for me, writing is the writing part comes with me just I have to be. It has to be silent because I have I struggle from ADD. I can't deal with a lot going on around me, or I won't be able to focus. And yeah, it may not be the best of work. But um, performing wise, um, with dance, I'm a freelance dancer, so I let it just come to me. Sometimes I come up with majority of my stuff. I come up with is usually a freestyle that you sticks some moves out of it sticks, and then I just decide what goes next from there um 
because truthfully, music has been in me since I was a kid. I've been singing and dancing since I was like four. So that right there, um, my mom used to tell me all the time, like once I moved to one and she was like, why don't you do something with dance? Because <laughs> 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 let's see, my dance background is pretty big. I actually, when I was in middle school, got a chance to go to um, a dance school that actually I would miss school for a day, every Thursday for this. And I won't return to the to school ended. So I missed a whole day of school. But um I was I, did, I had to audition and I actually made it in. And that's why I learned ballet, jazz, modern, contemporary. Um I've always had a background in hip hop. Um then as I got older, I went major ed. Um I actually was a cheerleader at high school, step team. Uh, I actually went back and coached. Major at flag and dance girl. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I know how to throw the baton, throw the flag. <laughs> I could, yeah, I'm skilled in many areas, but um, and performing like with music, performing my own stuff is. I'm just now getting out there doing that, and I'm getting a little bit over my nerves doing that because you know releasing, performing your own stuff can be hard at, for any like when you're first starting. So, but I'm. The more and more I do it, the more and more comfortable I'm getting with performing. What's your favorite memory of performing? Um, my favorite memory for performing, I would have to say, would be it would be my last showcase I just did um, in December of last year. I performed my first single off my album that's coming out this year. Is there a place that we can hear this single and album? Yes. Um, I, my um well my, my artist name is J Dynamic. I go by a whole different I have a whole different artist name, um J Dynamic. My song is on Apple Music title. It's on YouTube. I yeah. Um I do believe I'm on Spotify as well. I actually have two singles that are on Apple Music title. All that's for my album. So yeah. J Dynamic, all right. Uh, and it's spelled just the same. Just J-A-Y-D-Y-N-A-M-I-C. The- <laughs> <laughs> ben, since this is, uh, I, I, if I understand, this was your first time performing uh, mm-hmm. or acting. Is this uh, a career path that you want to try and pursue? Uh, yeah, for sure. Um, it's I've been thinking about it for a few years. And you know, now that I've taken the plunge, so to speak, I definitely want to continue it for sure. Um so yeah, we're just gonna see where it leads. <laughs> so he ain't you got s- no choice. <laughs> what was that? <laughs> he ain't got no choice. He part of the team now. Baby. <laughs> <laughs> it's good to hear. How did you psych yourself up for the first time you were gonna get in front of the camera, or in this case, Zoom call? <laughs> right. Um, you know, it's just it's just really exciting. Like you know, when you do these things, like my sister's the real actress in the family, and you know, I've you know, kind of just help her, you know, run lines and, you know, you get sick of doing that enough. It's like, okay, it's my turn. Time to do it in front of, you know, people for me, not you. So really the excitement was there. Just, just, you know, just after just going, doing through that process for so long. Okay. All right. Mm. More hope, more, more power to you and hope you get to do more. Oh, well, thank you, sir. Leo. What's yes. the coolest precision driving stunt you've done? Because I need to know more about this. Um, 
nothing really, really drastic because they they usually leave that to the stunt personnel. Right. Um, for probably the most, um, shall we, shall we say, um, puckering moment (laughs) I have had, um, is probably on the track. Um, uh, there's a, a, a one track that I race cause I race on formula one tracks. So, you know, it's all the twisty turning, you know, I don't, I don't do straight line. I don't mm-hmm. do ovals. I, I need something exciting. So, uh, there is one track that I do in, uh, North Georgia that is a very technical and slower track than most tracks. Uh, but coming out of the straightaway, um, doing about 137 before you go into a downhill head, uh, hairpin turn that can get a little tense because <laughs> uh, usually the average speed for that is 120, 125. So I was kind of pushing the envelope on that one a little bit. Mm-hmm. But, you know, the, the, the usual, do some skid pad work, do some drifting. That's always fun. You know, so just I, I just get out there, you know, burn some tires up, have some fun, keep safe, you know. It's, it's, it's great. I, it's, it's a thrill. It's kind of like my pyro. I, I like blowing things up, you know? <laughs> I, it's very cool. I love that. Uh, <laughs> I want to ask, since everybody here seems to be at a different level or uh, stage of, of where they're at in, in production-wise and stuff like that, what, what's advice you would give to someone that is starting out trying to do what it is that you're doing right now? Uh, let's start with you, Ja. Um, the advice I would give them is, I mean, if you're passionate about it, this is what you really want to do. Don't let nothing stop you. Like, trust and believe you're going to have naysayers. You're going to have people try to tell you, I mean, if this is what you want to do, keep at it. I mean, Hey, I was, I'm a product of that. You know, I've had naysayers. I've had people against me try to, yeah, ruin my business, but you know, (laughs) <laughs> I'm still here. I still kept going and look at me now. That's all I got to say. There you go. Leo. Uh, I would definitely stay, uh, stay the course. Um, my, um, actually my, my coach and my agent, um, has told me many a times that she is just phenomenally, phenomenally impressed with the time I put in, um, the 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 energy I put into it. I'm always busy, uh, always going about a traveling to get parts. Um, if you really want to do it, those are some, I guess, sacrifices that you will have to do. But if you really fall in love with doing this, it, it won't feel like a sacrifice. But it, you've you've got to have this, you know, in your heart. You want to do it. Um, and just go for it. Um, I never thought I would ever, ever be in front of a camera or out on stage again, since I was always a tech person, but it's like, I'm back hanging lights again. I mean, I enjoy it. Now, granted, I have taken a couple crew jobs also along the way, just to kind of revert a little bit, but, uh, that's also been fun too. Cause I've never really done film crewing before. Um, until I got on a couple sets 
and ended up being on the lighting crew for a TV show and ended up being a production assistant in a, in a major feature film. So, um, just stay the course. If you, if you like, if you get, if you get bit by it that first time, it's all good. Okay. Ben, for the, the wide-eyed novice <laughs> amateur, what, I mean, what, yeah, what would man. you say for the person right behind you? Yeah, I would say, yeah, just, you know, step out and do it. If you've caught the bug, like, don't wait. Like, that's the advice I'd probably give myself. Like, shoot, I wish I had started doing this and probably in high school, you know, so I would have gone through these paces at 18 as opposed to 28. Um, so yeah. So yeah, right now, you know, there's people, you know, younger than me, way more experienced. So yeah, just, and you know, if you have the bug and it's in your heart, just go, like, it doesn't really matter what age you are, you know, there's no time like the present, but, um, yeah, like, you know, you can, you can, you can do this and other things at the same time, even if it's just something small or, just something you can do when you have time so just yeah just step out and have faith and go for it ashley i'm trying to think of the nice way to say this because of all of us i am the most blunt Uh (laughs) Uh (laughs) um that's not true just don't get the middle two words that's the reason why i'm the most blunt i speak more um (laughs) so i one thing about my story is that i did, at, did theater in high school, went to college for theater, ended up dropping out of school. It took 10 years off where I did everything but theater. I stayed the heck away and then came back um, and went through college, finished my degree and all that. Um, I guess what I would say is if it's what you love, I'll say this. What they told me the first day of acting school is if there's anything else she would rather do, go do it. Because this industry is not for the faint of heart. But if you, if this is what you know, there is, this is what you know you're the best at, then you need to fight every single day to be better than you were the day before. Um, and I think one thing that I, I used to be involved with this on my pro football team, and one thing they used to always say was, um, hard work beats talent when talent don't work. Mm-hmm. And uh, I've used that mentality in my in my performance life because there's always someone hungrier than you. There's always going to be somebody who's working harder, who's work, studying harder, who's taking more classes, who has more money to do whatever. You have to be the best for, best of yourself and find those people that believe in you and surround yourself with those people. Surround yourself with the, that one or two people that are going to speak life into you on the days when you get that note because they're going to happen. And they're going to have it more often than not. And if you can surround yourself with those people that on those days can go, hey, look, look what you have done. Hey, look what's ahead for you. Hey, look who you are. Hey, look what you're capable of. You can then have those affirmations in yourself and you can keep moving forward. Um, If you can't create, if you can't find a role that you want, create it. Uh, I learned that from Viola Davis. She's been said said that a few times, you know, she always was told, you know, she wanted to play these different kind of roles. They didn't have them for her. And it was, well, if you can't find it, create it. And she did that. And she's done really well for herself. And that's something that I think we as a production company, Jocks himself especially, has really tried to do is give people the opportunity to play roles that they want to play, that they're capable of playing, but they may not look like they fit that role. 
based off of physicality or whatever. I'm, you know, a bigger actress. So a lot of times we get, we don't get to be the, the center of attention. We, have to be the, we always have to be the funny person. Mm-hmm. Like, and so getting to play more serious roles or getting to play something that's got, it's a little heavy hitting is fun because that's where my heart is. I don't get to play those roles very often because of my size. So just kind of having, surrounding yourself with people that believe in what you have is really important. And then finding the space where you can create the roles that help you come alive. Not every role you get is going to be this thing where you get to take a piece of yourself and show the world, but every once in a while they come along and when they do run with it, because it's going to be the most creatively fulfilling thing you do. That's what I got. That's my advice. (laughs) And will, how do you follow that up? (laughs) Well, like Ashley said, I'm a man of few words. (laughs) Uh, my advice would be that if you want it, work hard, put in the time, put in the effort, do the smaller things, better yourself. And then whenever you're called to do a bigger role, you'll be ready. There you go. Nicely put, uh, going to go the opposite direction this time. So, Will, you're going to start first. What? If you could have a completely useless superpower, would be your useless superpower. So just to give a uh, uh, I, example, uh, the one I usually use is that I can instantly grow my hair one inch, but only one inch. <laughs> um, Why you got to take mine for? <laughs> <laughs> uh, I don't really have a problem growing hair, so I think I'm going to go... Um, I think I'll go in the opposite direction. Um, I would say that if I had to choose a useless superpower, it'd be to cause my hair to grow shorter by one inch. Hey, just get get a quick trim, no no problem. All right, I like that, Ashley. Since I can't use my hair one <laughs> <laughs> to wake up with makeup on. Okay. I mean, yeah. it, it, it's cutting down on time, but I get it how it's not exactly useful. I don't wear makeup that often, but it would be nice to just kind of snap my fingers and be like, oh, it's on. I'm done. <laughs> ben? Hmm. A useless superpower. Yeah, I was going to say just like stop my hair from growing which is weird we're all fixated on hair um, <laughs> but, yeah, so I, but i mean i guess if i don't have to go to the barbershop anymore that's pretty useful so can be yeah like shoot i mean that's 40 dollars every every trip so it, it mean, freed up yeah. the time in the wallet right right <laughs> so that's kind of useful so i guess just i don't know i wish I'm weird about getting up in the... I wish I could, like, teleport a couple of inches, even if I could just walk them. <laughs> it would probably be easier to walk them, but I would still want to do it. You know? <laughs> I don't know. That, that just seems really cool to me. <laughs> I love it. I love that. Yeah. All right. Leo? Um, I guess this could be a, a superpower. Uh, to wake up without the use of coffee. Oh, <laughs> that's really 
very useful. I mean, very useful. It's, I mean, unless he really loves the taste of coffee, then you know you're still going to be <laughs> drinking the coffee, even though it's not useful. Right. <laughs> I guess if it's useless, oh. it's not really a superpower. Huh? I'm sorry. No, what were you saying, Ben? I guess if it's useless, it's not really a superpower, huh? It's just sort of like a mild inconvenience. Yes, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Jack, what would you what would your useless superpower be? This is gonna be weird. <laughs> I never know. Nothing <laughs> Okay. Um mine would be to actually gain to twenty to forty pounds. Gain what? twenty to forty pounds. Yeah, I want to gain weight. Just a little bit. <laughs> Not much. Just I'll get to 20, 40 pounds. How about that? Huh? I'll just give you some of mine. I'll just on to you. Unfortunately, <laughs> to make it completely useless, it has to be in a in an areas that you weren't expecting it. Like, right. it's just going to be at, at your ankles. <laughs> or it's going to be <laughs> uh, right oh, at your no. lower back. <laughs> oh, no. In your head. Oh, no. My head don't need to get no bigger. I'm sorry. <laughs> no. I don't have a big head. No. No, no, no. <laughs> Uh, I just want to say thank you once again for all of you joining me on the podcast tonight and uh, and and answering yes, thank my you for questions. Us, man. I really yeah, appreciate, appreciate this opportunity for real. For, uh, uh, can I give you all to get you all to give out if you want to give out some social media if you if you have it or uh, obviously also the the Kickstarter uh, tell people where to find that. Okay. Yes. Um. Well, I'll start. Um. I give you the business social medias because um, JSN Digital Productions is on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. You just look up JSN Digital Productions, and there we are. Um, and from there, you will find my personal Facebook from the page. Um, John Nicholson, one in a million altogether. It's long, I know. If you just type in JHA, you'll find me just fine. Um, Twitter, I'm J Dynamic. Um, that's my music Twitter. Um, if you put in Young Pharaoh J Dynamic, you'll find me on Instagram. Leo, um, our Kickstarter. Uh, if you go to Kickstarter and projects, uh, just look for Legendary Forces. Uh, you'll be able to find all our information there. Uh, we also do have uh, JSNDigitalProductions.com. You can go to um, for more information and uh, uh, little previews and things that we may be uh, coming up with in the, in the future will be posted there as well. Um, and of course, the um, JSN Digital Pro- uh, Productions Facebook page. And then you can find all of us through there as well. Ben? Um, yeah, I am on Instagram at Benny and the Jets 0326. And, <laughs> <laughs> and yeah, that's, that's all I got. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Ashley? Um, I am on instagram and facebook um if you find me on facebook it's ashley morgan hutchison um instagram is lethal underscore intelligence 87 um well um, i'm on facebook and instagram instagram it's just william underscore hutchison very simple uh facebook (laughs) 
Facebook's a little more complicated. I'm William Allen Norris Hutchison on Facebook. Uh, I am at Mitchipedia GEM on Twitter. GEM stands for Geek Elite Media. The rest of Geek Elite Media is at Geek Elite Media on Twitter, at Geek Elite Media on Instagram, and Facebook.com forward slash Geek Elite Media is our Facebook page. Check out archived episodes of this podcast and other podcasts on our network on our website, GeekEliteMedia.com. Check out our Patreon at uh, patreon.com slash media for exclusive material only our patrons get. And if you listen to this as a podcast, whatever podcatcher you use, please rate and review us. It helps spread the word of our network. But until next time, this is Hey Mitch on the Geek Elite Media Network saying always remember to... Geek out! This concludes our broadcast.